Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. Today, I'm talking about masturbation, touching yourself, pleasuring yourself, having a date with yourself. (laughs) I'll be covering all the benefits that you can gain from masturbating, the shame and guilt surrounding it for some people, and the different ways to pleasure yourself. I will take a moment now to thank my special, wonderful, supportive Patreon perverts. First, a special thank you to my special lover tier, Kevin, Moby, Nigel, Patrick, NSFster, and Nate. And to my friends with benefits tier, Graham, I Know I'm a Sinner, Moondogger, Red Ferret, and Todd. And last but not least, my one night stand tier, Elle. Thank you all for supporting Sluts and this podcast. I love each and every one of you. Now, let's get into the episode. Here we go. Masturbating. Everyone does it at least once in their life. If you're not doing it more than once in your life, mm, I don't know if I want to talk to you because you may be very pent up and angry. (laughs) But today, um, we're going to kind of, I looked up some trustworthy sources to give some health benefits behind masturbation. And we're going to talk about the shame and the guilt that sometimes swirls around masturbating. And then we're going to talk about the ways that you can masturbate, maybe give you some ideas, or maybe you'll hear some and be like, oh, I do that too. (laughs) But regardless, this is going to be a feel good episode because Masturbating, to me, in my opinion, is one of the greatest ways to practice self-love and self-care. Because in my mind, I have this super pleasurable like part of my body that feels good when I touch it or when someone else touches it. But, you know, if I'm alone, uh, why am I not touching that? You know, why would I ever deny myself the time to feel that kind of pleasure? So, you know, who can masturbate? This is one thing I wanted to bring up. Like literally anyone can. Just because you're in a marriage or in a relationship, in my opinion, doesn't mean you should stop masturbating because I have been in long-term relationships, very long-term And there really is something about having that moment to yourself. And like, I don't know about you, but 
when I give myself an orgasm compared to when someone else gives me one, it they're totally different. They're both great, <laughs> no complaints, but they're just different. For me, when I give myself an orgasm, it's not any better or worse than if someone else gives me one. It's just different. Uh, I can't really explain it. Uh, you know, actually, I think I can. When you, when I am masturbating and I give myself an orgasm, like I know exactly how to give myself an orgasm. I know the places that I like reached. I know exactly what to do down there. I have the map. I have the key. <laughs> After all these years, I know exactly how to get myself off. So when it's by myself, it feels more focused, I guess, where when you're with someone, you're more in their hands, right? Um, you know, maybe they're reaching the right spot for me, but then they kind of, I don't know, maybe get tired or something. So then the spot um, is not uh, penetrated or stimulated. And then when they get back to it, then, uh, you know, so there was a disruption there. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just feels like the orgasm is different. Mm, I didn't really, I haven't really thought about this. How does that orgasm differ as in how, how does it feel? I just know that it's different. So anyways, um, yeah, I think that married people, and this is my opinion, people can disagree with me. That's totally fine. But I think it's healthy to masturbate. Now, I'll give you a little background story. My, one of my exes that we had a long-term, very long relationship, we experienced some dead bedroom time, which, you know, if I'm being very, very vulnerable and very honest with you guys, um, was kind of the seed that, that bloomed other issues, you know? Um, so anyways, dead bedroom happening. And I kind of found out that he was, he was denying me in the bedroom but I had proof one day that he was jerking off in the shower. And that it was it was very upsetting because, you know, we were not having sex. He was not giving it to me, but yet he was masturbating in the shower. Now, if he would have been giving me sex, you know, and then I found out he was masturbating in the shower, I wouldn't give a shit. Uh, for me, I just understand that we all like to have our alone time like I did when we were together with my ex. Uh, I just wanted to connect with him on a physical level as well. So I think that masturbation in a marriage or relationship is very, very healthy as long as it isn't disrupting or fucking around with the relationship. You know, for example, if a man's jerking off so much that he can't get hard to fuck his woman, that's a problem. Or if the woman, you know, maybe rubbed <laughs> way too many out and she's sore from it, 
so she can't have sex with her husband, that's a problem. Uh, but I would never look down at a you know a husband or a wife that admits they masturbate uh, as well as enjoy sex with their partner. And it shouldn't have to be a shameful activity, masturbating. It should never be because this is our body. You know, that's it's part of your body that you should love. And that's a, that's a hard thing. I mean, I struggle with loving my body all the time. But in general, I do love my body. Uh, me and my body are important to me. And with that, so is my pussy. So I'm going to make that thing feel good. And I make myself feel good in other ways as well. I get my nails done. I, you know, like to wear jewelry, whatever. Those are ways that I take care of myself and love myself. And masturbation should be the same thing. You know, we, some of us grow up in religious backgrounds and those religions love to demonize self-pleasure, which is just ridiculous because I think if, if I believed I had a creator, like why would that creator give me a clit if I wasn't supposed to enjoy it? Like why the fuck is it there? Why does it feel so good when I touch it? And you're telling me that touching myself and masturbating is, is, you know, not something I should do. I think that's so, so silly. Um, so yeah, it does not have to be a shameful activity at all. And I know for some people, I'm sure that starts or that started rather when they were young. You know, I hear a lot of stories of men where when they were teenagers, their mom or their dad, whomever, walked in on them masturbating. And their parent just kind of like had this reaction that was a bit scolding. And it's so interesting. One of the one of my favorite things about being like a phone sex operator and working within people's kinks and fantasies so often is I love hearing the origin stories. And I've heard a lot of humiliation kink lovers, that's where it all started. You know, their their mom walked in on them masturbating and totally berated him for it. And so as an adult, he loves to feel that way again. So he loves to have a woman, you know, tell him how much of a filthy little pervert he is for being so horny. And I find that totally interesting. Uh, but yeah, so the point being is that masturbation should never be a shameful activity because that that genital that's being touched is part of our body and it feels good. You know, I'm all about the sex positive vibe. As we all know, the slut next door loves sex positivity and sluttiness, even self sluttiness. Be a slut for yourself. Yes, that's hot, actually. <laughs> Be a fucking slut for yourself. Um, so yeah. And you know, as we all know, masturbating can be a solo act. It can also involve a partner. And I find that really, really fun. Oh my gosh, I love the stories of 
in real life, you know, in the same room, goon bros that are just stroking themselves like together in the same room. That is so fucking hot to me. And mutual masturbation. Every time I have done that with a partner in the past, it's a little thrilling, right? Because you're letting someone in on how you touch yourself. You know, you're doing something that you usually do alone. And that's, that's thrilling in itself. And again, I just want to say masturbation is not just a single person thing, as in single, not in a relationship. I think in healthy relationships, when people masturbate, that's a great thing. I think that if you're in a maybe not so healthy relationship, masturbating can actually be a lifesaver for you. You know, if you're not getting that excitement and that kinkiness in the bedroom and you tried everything, I've so been there. Um, you know, you you turn to masturbating for sexual relief. You know, and there really is, there really is a, a thing of being backed up. And we're going to get into that actually right now. The benefits of masturbating. And so a lot of the things that I'm going to mention here all came from the Cleveland Clinic uh, article they did. And I'll link that in the show summary if you want to refer to this article. So here are all the benefits to touching yourself. For one, it reduces stress. And I know we all can agree with that. There is nothing better than putting your hand between your legs and making yourself feel good after a long, stressful day. And for me, uh, especially if I'm like angry, stressed, and like, you know what I mean? Like you're so stressed that you're angry man, I will go to town on my vagina. I will beat that thing up in the best way, <laughs> masturbating. So it's very stress reducing. It relieves tension. I don't know about you guys, but when I rub one out, I can feel my body. It, it feels lighter. Like I feel it in my shoulders. I feel it in my legs. It's like it's gotten some kind of really, I mean, it, it does. I'm about to prove that it does have some really feel-good chemicals moving in my body and making me feel good um, even afterwards. Uh, according to the Cleveland Clinic, it can improve your sleep. It can improve your sleep. And that makes sense to me because you know what else improves sleep? Exercise. You know, getting your body moving and getting that blood flowing uh, promotes excellent sleep. So guess what else does that? Masturbating. It can boost your mood. Masturbating can boost your mood. And I agree with that. Um, hell, I'm going to try that actually next time I'm in a depressed mood. I do go through phases where I'm just in a funk. You know, and the last thing I'm thinking about is masturbating because I just want to sit there and feel sorry for myself. But I might try that to to kind of kickstart me out of that funk. Um, they also say that masturbation alleviates aches and pains. 
I, I don't know if I've ever experienced that, but I remember when I read this article, they were talking about migraines and headaches and such. Very interesting. I also find, found this one, I loved that they include the, included this benefit. Masturbating can enhance your sex life. And um, there's a few ways, okay? So like when you're masturbating, oftentimes you're exploring what mentally turns you on or what visually turns you on. And you're able to work out sexual energy in your head and then bring it to the bedroom, you know, afterwards or the next day or the next week, whatever. It's also, actually, we're going to get into more of that later because um, it broke it down into gender, how it enhances sex life. So actually, we'll, we'll wait on that. Um, and the next benefit to masturbating is preventing anxiety and depression. And here's how. So your body releases hormones, dopamine, and oxytocin. And dopamine is your feel-good hormone. Oxytocin is often referred to as a love drug kind of hormone, chemical in your body. And so when you uh, feel good, when you're giving yourself pleasure, when you orgasm, those hormones are released in your body. And so that's going to increase positive emotions in your body. And also those hormones work to counteract cortisol hormone, which is your stress hormone. Hello. Um, this sounds like a bottle of uh, pills that I need to take. Oh, wait a minute. It's masturbating. That's it. So we have this, this thing that we can do with ourselves that can help prevent anxiety and depression. And I know some people are like, oh, well, you know, I know porn addicts that are so depressed. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But right now we're just, we're just on the surface right now. So there was a study I also found in this Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic article that I found so interesting. So it said, studies of male masturbation have shown it's healthy to masturbate and even beneficial for long-term health. And here are some of the ways. Very interesting. And this actually came from Men's Health uh, magazine, I guess, their uh, online article. So as you age, a man, and we're talking about men, you naturally lose muscle tone. So regular sex or masturbation works out your pelvic floor muscle to prevent erectile dysfunction and incontinence. How fascinating is that? I found that super fascinating. So touch your cocks more, have more sex, <laughs> because when you get older, it's going to help with that erectile dysfunction that you may stress about. <laughs> um, for men also, uh, masturbating can actually help you last longer in bed. And I've actually, ha I've actually talked to some men that are 
like hardcore, like in in the past or currently, they are hardcore masturbation addicts, like not in a good way. And they've actually ruined, they're like ruining their dick for sex. Um, and that can be fetishized, but not going to talk about it in a fetish sense. Um, you know, they're, they're just, their masturbation habits are not very healthy and normal. So when they go to have sex, that thing isn't getting hard or it can't come. Um, so yeah, so masturbating in a healthy way can help you last longer in bed. So when you get inside that pussy, you can just keep going at least for another minute, hopefully. <laughs> um, I love that they included this. I've heard of men doing this. Masturbating an hour before a date should give you more control. Um, I always find that really interesting. And let me just take a moment to say as well, I really do feel sorry for you guys sometimes in terms of, you know, the expectation that you hold in the bedroom because yeah, if you don't get hard or if you don't last, you still have fingers, you still have a mouth, but you know, at least for me, I love penetration. So, you know, it is kind of, it is kind of like bums me out when someone can't fuck me. And I feel sorry for you guys for that. I really do. Uh, because like as a woman, yeah, we have to get wet, but there's also ways to make yourself wet uh, if it's just not working naturally, like lube or whatever. So, but, you know, there's not much expectation that we have to bring to the table or to the bed, rather. So, um, so yeah, masturbating can help you last longer in bed, guys. And... I like this. I really like this because <laughs> not to air out my ex's dirty laundry, but I'm going to, and it's a little bit out of spite and it's a little bit, uh, just to use it as an example. Um, so my ex, the one with the dead bedroom, he also had some premature ejaculation issues where he would enter me, and I'm not even joking when I say this. This is not a, an exaggeration. Three seconds, five seconds, ten seconds if we're lucky. It, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a rough time. So anyways, um, I like this idea that, you know, you can train yourself to last longer. So, like, if you usually jerk off and you last two minutes. Try to allow yourself to last for three minutes the next time, and then the next time four minutes, and just keep going and going and see how long you can train your dick to last longer. And you know, I think that, I'm not a man, so I can't speak to this, but I know men pretty well. And I get that most men just have this Mm, I guess we can call it a primal urge to empty their balls. And that's why I love men. Mm, I love that. 
that mode inside of a man. And um, there was one little bit in the Cleveland Clinic article that said, you know, releasing your ejaculation and your sperm can also reduce uh, the chance of, I believe it was prostate cancer maybe. Uh, so yeah, so getting getting that semen out of the balls is healthy. And I've known some men too, like they just become like a different person once they empty those balls. Like they're all like tight and and uh, on edge before. And then once they release and empty those balls, they're like a more relaxed person. So yeah, men jerk that shit out. Get it out. <laughs> and then females. I love the the background on this. And this also came from the Cleveland Clinic article. So females who masturbate are more likely to have an orgasm during sexual uh, interactions with partners. I do I do agree with that. Um, I think I think for women, our, having an orgasm can be not complex, but there's a little bit of a treasure map feel to it. Like, is every woman's different and every man is different. Uh, but you guys just have that muscle right there that you, you know, uh, stimulate and it comes where a woman. And also women can be internal or external as in clit or G-spot or both, you know, so it gets a bit um, like we need a we need a road map. So if you're masturbating, you know, you know how to get yourself off so you can you can let your partners know how to get you off and teach them. <laughs> I'm all about teaching men about my vagina. You have to. I mean, if not, it's it's still going to be fun, but if you want to get off, tell them. Tell them how to fill your vagina. <laughs> and also, I don't really participate in this, but apparently orgasms provide relief to menstrual cramps, which is great because I know some women really struggle with that. So yeah, rub one out externally and make those cramps feel better. <laughs> um, this was super, super interesting. The Cleveland Clinic says that a study of married females that masturbated reported more orgasms, higher self-esteem, increased sexual desire and libido, and greater satisfaction with marriage and sex life. Wow. Okay. And I have so much to say here because, you know, one of, I think one of the reasons I started this podcast was to fly my slut flag high and proud. I am all about empowering women to be their true slutty self. You know, because I know we all know there's a there's a stigma around it and it's gotten better, but it's not all the way better. It really isn't because a woman that likes sex is 
degraded, often, you know, looked down upon, called a whore and a slut in a negative way. Listen, there is nothing wrong with that. If she is a slut, so the fuck what? She loves sex. Like, why do we have to say something about it when a man likes to have sex? That's just him being a man. That stigma is still around even today. And yeah, it's gotten better. It's gotten a whole lot better. But um, yeah, so I think that when, when female, I think some females are scared to be sexual. I think they're afraid to let it out uh, out of judgment or just not knowing how to, uh, maybe feeling shy and nervous about what their partner would think, whatever. So I think when women, and I can speak from experience, when I tap into my sexual self, you know, when I really get in the nitty gritty of it, I am so empowered. I am, I'm feeling so strong as a woman and all feeling empowered is that self-esteem. It, it increases my sexual desire because I want more. Um, I am more satisfied with my life when I am feeling empowered and yeah. And just living up to what I feel inside, you know, and what I feel inside are a lot of different things, but when it comes to just, you know, uh, sex and, and sexual things, I, I feel a whole lot there. And when I let it go, it feels great because I've, I spent a, a little bit of my adult life holding that in and hiding it and having it just be something I did masturbate with. So I would kind of celebrate my slutty desires just with myself. But when I let myself be slutty, there's, yeah, no one can stop me. I will not allow anyone to stop me because I'm loving myself and I am my best self. So that's just me. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the guilt and the shame that kind of uh, haunts masturbation. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, a lot of us grew up religious and we may have some baked in shame about masturbating uh, because for some reason, some religions like to demonize self-pleasure. And for, I'm sure a lot of you can agree, even though, you know, you're an adult and it's been a while since you've you've been around that religious family or that church or whatever, it's still there. It still is ingrained, you know, in you. So I think for some, it might be hard to shake that off. There's also, you know, cultural things like, um, and this I think varies for different walks of life, right? Like maybe, uh, like I was just saying, females, like, Okay, the I think I've mentioned this show before um, on the podcast, but um, it's on Hulu. It's called Pen15, which uh, looks like penis when you look at it. 
And it's about these two grown women that I assume are comedians because they're very funny. They take on the role of a middle schooler, which is pretty funny because they're adults. But um, there was one episode where the actress, she discovered um, masturbating for the first time. And she was addicted to it. And she was, um, you know, just I'm trying to explain how that episode portrayed her. It was, it was she was obsessed. She was um, almost like crazy about it. It was really funny. Um, and it's funny because I think that a lot of us can relate to that. I know when I found out that that clit feels good I was like what the fuck let me let me let me explore this and I did feel which I think it's normal I think that's totally normal to feel like oh I'm doing something naughty you know but um yeah I felt I felt uh a little naughty but I just I couldn't keep my hand off of it I was obsessed with touching myself and I would run off and hide and do it whenever I could. Um, so I loved, I love that they included that in the show because that's not talked about enough. It's definitely talked about um, in movies or books or whatever, how, you know, the experience of a male uh, jerking off all the time when, when he hits puberty. Don't forget about the females. We're sexual too, you know, and... I'm sure a lot of females experience the same thing, humping those pillows, uh, rubbing yourself like a maniac <laughs> when you first learned about it. Um, so, yeah. But the reason I'm bringing this up is, you know, when I grew up, there was nothing. There was nothing being talked about. There was no real sex education. And we can say it's not really there today for some uh, but yeah, so <laughs> there's no guidebook. There's no instruction manual, at least when I was growing up. So I felt like a little demon child <laughs> inside. Um, so cultural, you know, that's what I, that's why I'm bringing this up. Um, kind of your, how you grow up, your walk of life can uh, bring some shame to that and, maybe even follow you in, into your adulthood. Luckily, mine didn't. I've never really felt shame for masturbating, but I am a slut. So um, <laughs> if, if you still feel those kinds of things, I just encourage you to seek out accurate information. Like there are a lot of like help groups or communities that say they're going to help you with your porn addiction and masturbation addiction. Some of them I'm sure are very valid and helpful, but there are some and um, I've seen some, I've actually seen a doctor. She's a literal doctor that likes to expose this one group that is so the way they are trying to help men overcome porn addiction is just ridiculous. They're telling men not to masturbate. 
you know, saying that pretty much it's, um, I guess, evil. I don't know. It That just does not seem right to me to tell an adult, don't masturbate. Don't even do it. Like that, I, I just, that's very weird. There's a lot of other things that are layered in there that this group is doing that's that's pretty hurtful from the things that I have seen where you know users there's been several users um within the community that have either had suicidal thoughts or have committed suicide because you know this is just my my thinking and a little bit of what I've seen this doctor reveal on Twitter is that you know, they're learning that they shouldn't touch themselves. They shouldn't watch porn. Um, they should just, I think it, they work on like abstaining. It's just, you know, so they, so this person, because if you become addicted to something where it starts like fucking up your life, you have something going on and it's not the porn's fault. It's not your dick's fault. There's some, there's another underlying issue that needs to be worked out, a mental health issue when you become, you know, harmfully addicted to something. And, you know, so this person is having some kind of issue and they're going to this, this quote unquote help community and they're telling him to just, you know, don't even touch yourself. So he's struggling with that. He's struggling with whatever it is inside mentally that caused his porn addiction and um yeah and then it's leading to some really really sad and um just crappy endings for people so anyways seek out accurate information you know sex quality sex educators books that are backed by research communities with sex positive people and there are communities, I've seen them, that are helping people with their porn addiction, but also sex positive. And, you know, I've, ta- I've definitely talked about this on the episode. There, there is, to me, a lot of mis- misinformation being spread about porn. You know, it's, it's evil. It's, it's uh, porn is the reason that, you know, young people, young boys are, you know, getting fucked up in the head, blah, 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 all these things. Okay. And it is not, it is not porn's fault. It is not porn's fault. And that's my belief. Yes. Porn helps you feel all kinds of levels of dopamine, but the person that is consuming the porn so much that it starts affecting their life in negative ways, that's not porn's problem. That is the person's. There's something within the person. There's some void they're trying to fill, which is why they were susceptible to becoming addicted to porn. You know, it's the same thing as it might have happened with a video game or, I don't know, drinking, drugs, whatever. But my point is, is that I think a lot of people can't or a lot of people don't 
put more focus on the person. It's the lack of mental health education that we have, I think, you know, because it's, you see this person that that is addicted to porn and they're going to put the blame somewhere. They're going to blame porn. And I'm not saying blame the person, the addict. I'm saying blame the issue that's inside. It's not even blame really. It's just, let's, let's look at what caused this person to fall so deep because you can masturbate and you can enjoy porn even to goon level type of porn consumption. You can do all of that in healthy ways that don't affect your life in negative ways at all. I know plenty of people that do it that have a very healthy relationship with their porn. Even, uh, you know, by definition, they are gooners. You know, they really dig into into that, into porn and their self-pleasure, but they do it responsibly. And that's the key. And so the same thing is with masturbation. People can become, you know, a bit compulsive with masturbating and it starts taking over. So it's not masturbation's fault. You know, it's, it's something that person is trying to fill some kind of void or whatever, trying to heal from something inside. And so they're seeking out, you know, those feel good chemicals and it becomes almost like a sickness. So, um, yeah, so there, there also was something, this came from the Cleveland clinic as well. And I really like this. They were talking about, you know, how masturbation be- can become compulsive and, Again, love this so much. They said, it's not the number of times someone masturbates that becomes a problem. It's the when and how and why. And they gave an example. They said, you know, like if someone works in an office and they are so compelled to masturbate that they skip out on a meeting to go to the bathroom and jerk off. Or they do some kind of risky behavior where they jerk off under their desk, you know, um, stuff like that. So it's like eating into their life instead of in this scenario, you know, the person's feeling compelled to masturbate. Well, they push that aside and realize, okay, I have to take care of my work life and then I can go home and I can feed myself and then have a nice little masturbation session. Um, it's when you start skipping meals, um, isolating yourself, things of that nature, the when, the how, and the why, not the number of times. Because if you have a weekend where you don't have any responsibilities, you had a really tough week at work, you've got a lot of stress swirling around in your life, and you've got a weekend off. Let's say you don't even take a shower that whole weekend. You indulge in, you know, pizza and masturbating all weekend. Nothing wrong with that. I would love someone to tell me what is wrong with that. And I'm sure they would say, oh, well, that person could have, you know, done this, done that. Okay, well, they had a weekend off. They're stressed. 
And in the life that we live right now, you have to take care of yourself. And that's the way they took care of themselves. And plus, too many people get into people's lives. Like, stop getting into people's sex lives, <laughs> especially their masturbation. Let them masturbate in peace. Let them masturbate to their piss porn, whatever the fuck someone wants to complain about. It so annoys me. Um, so, yeah. If you find yourself missing work, canceling plans, forgetting responsibilities, you might be spending too much time masturbating. And it's interesting because in, like I mentioned in my goon episode, leaning into these sort of things can be fetishized. You know, like I've seen lots of gooners that love to kind of claim, you know, I'm isolating myself for porn, you know, and if you're just fetishizing that, that's fine. If if you really are isolating yourself from people for weeks or months at a time, you you want to evaluate yourself and think about, okay, so I need to you know, save my masturbating for after I do X, Y, Z. Um, you know, and if this, this was, um, these were suggestions from one of the articles, I can't remember if it was men's health or Cleveland clinic, but I love these ideas. You know, they were saying, if you find yourself masturbating too much to the point where it is compulsive, try to replace it with something like exercising, reading, writing in a journal, whatever can bring you some feel-good chemicals in place of that, um, definitely do that. I don't think quitting cold turkey is ever the answer because this is also fetishized, relapsing. Because, you know, and in the goon world, sometimes that is very much fetishized. You try to quit porn and you come back even harder. You come back even hungrier. And I just say, and let's put aside the, the, it's fun to fetishize that because it is fun to fetishize it. Um, let's put that aside and let's just talk about it. Like we're talking about someone who, has a real problem, you know, they found themselves being completely compulsive and addicted, and they tried to quit cold turkey. That's never going to work. It's never going to work your body. As I mentioned before, with scientific evidence that men, you know, there's all these reasons that you need to ejaculate, like for your own health, you know, you were designed to, you know, let's, we're talking about on a scientific biological level, you were biologically designed to breed. And so in my mind, you have this instinct to let that out. And so you can let that out with sex or masturbating. So let it out, but in a healthy way. I don't ever think quitting something cold turkey like porn or masturbating is ever good. You know, do it in a healthy 
way, a healthy schedule, schedule it, you know, if you're having that much of a problem, um, you know, and there's always professional mental health, uh, counselors that are certified and focus on sex, you know, sexual behaviors and, um, emotions with it. So, you know, if you're really having that much of a problem too, there is always that. And also, like I mentioned before, really great sex positive communities, uh, that you can get help from. And so I'm going to wrap everything up with just a few thoughts. So I have observed so many men through my experience with phone sex and, you know, delivering fetish content for people. And they have so much shame that can surround, you know, their masturbation habits and porn. And what I have to say is who cares that you like to masturbate? Again, if it's not eating into your real life and affecting you from, from getting things done and such, who the fuck cares? Jerk off, you know, love yourself. It's a form of self-exploration, even as an adult. You know, it is self-care and self-love. Just as you would, you know, go get a massage or, sorry, I only know things girls do because I'm a girl. Getting your nails done, getting your hair done, taking a bubble bath. I find masturbation can be the same thing. It's a way to take care of yourself and to feel good because we live in such a stressful world all the time. It never calms down and it seems to get worse and worse. So if you take some time in your evenings to touch your dick and feel good and watch beautiful women or beautiful men fuck, then who the fuck cares? <laughs> like it, I don't get it. I mean, I do get it. I do get why you're, why you might be feeling shame there, but don't, don't allow yourself unless it is eating into your life in a negative way. Like make a date with yourself. You know, I, sometimes I do that. So I have different ways that I masturbate. I'll, I'm either in the mood for visual porn, which is pretty rare. Um, most of the time, I like to close my eyes and just fantasize. And I do think about my callers. I think about the way they sounded when they came. I absolutely do. That really turns me on because um, I have a thing for getting men off. But anyways, um, but one of my favorite ways I call it, I really do feel like I'm having a date with myself. I will set the lighting. <laughs> I will put on some really sexy music and I won't watch anything. I won't even talk or think about anything like because I would say the most I masturbate is thinking about things, fantasizing. And when I do this, I don't even think I I'm just in it. I'm feeling myself feel myself, if that makes sense. <laughs> I am touching my erogenous zones, you know, 
playing with my nipples, rubbing on my thighs. I'm doing all, I'm making love to myself and it feels so fucking good. I highly suggest this. I highly suggest it. Make a date with yourself. Make love to yourself. Really feel the pleasure. It's almost like it's almost like transcendent and some kind of form of meditation. I don't know. I love it. It's really tapping into your body. And that's a beautiful fucking thing. It really is. And you know, I have the best orgasms that way. I really do. They are the best. They're like the longer orgasms that just kind of linger for a little bit longer. Mm, It's delicious. Now I'm wanting to masturbate. I'm wanting to make love to myself. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's my tip. Try that. Please, please try that and let me know if you did. Like really like touch yourself. Touch yourself in sensitive areas. Tweak those nipples. Rub on your asshole if you like that. Um, Fill your asshole if you like that. You know, um, touch your neck. Touch your belly. Touch your thighs just touch and masturbate. It's wonderful. Love yourself and take care of yourself because you are a beautiful person and you need, you are the first person. You are the most important person to, to believe that. So that's what I'm going to end with. I really hope you enjoyed this episode on masturbating. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to uh, follow me, get to know me as a creator, a content creator, a phone sex operator, look me up, Beatrix Vale. I do have a website, MissBeatrix.com. And as always, I leave ways to follow this podcast. I leave those links in the episode summary. So with that said... Talk to you next time. Bye.